What's that? It's the sound of the start of your weekend. The NTT20 betting show in association with SpreadX, with myself, Ali Maxwell, and my good friend and colleague, George Ellick. Hi, George. Hi, Ali Maxwell. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. Very well. Uh, how are you getting are you, on? Are you, are you the maximum well you can be? No, that's definitely not how I would describe myself right now. Silly name then, if you ask me. Yeah, a bit of a sore throat. Yeah, to be honest, done a lot of pods already today, so really not helping matters, exacerbating them, if anything. First and foremost, George, remind me what uh, the offer is from SpreadX to our listeners who might fancy signing up to a SpreadX account. Well, if they do, they should do it now because um, we've enjoyed having our partnership with SpreadX, but this will be the last episode sponsored by SpreadX for the time being. So if you want to get an account, you've been umming and ahhing about it. Now is the time to make the most of the offer. So go to spreadx.com forward slash NTT20. You sign up there and you place three supremacy or goal spreads and you get your fourth for free. So it's the same offer as last weekend. Place three supremacy or total goal spreads. You get the fourth bet totally free. Lowest qualifying bet is the stake for the free bet and up to £25 maximum if you have any questions feel free to dm me thank you very much to spreadx for sponsoring us for the last five episodes they are great people and i would heartily implore that you um do sign up because it's you know if you listen to this it's because you like punting on football and it's a good way to do it i'm pretty sure last week we uh explained very well i should say you explained very well um what supremacy bets and total goals bets are when it comes to the spread so do listen back to last week or dm george with any questions uh, if you'd like to understand more about that uh, i spoke to a, a spread x trader george the other day who said that he had noticed a few buys of newport points which really Ooh. which really made me happy because there's plenty of people on on mike flynn's amber army train was was one of those usernames possibly george ellick one <laughs> it may or may i think confirm. I think if they look back at the trade, they'll see it was before the pod was released. So I wasn't influenced by anybody else. It was uh, my own thinking here. Okay. This podcast, guys, is for over 18s only. Uh, we just asked that if you're thinking of having a bet this weekend, please be careful. Please make sure you're not betting more than you can afford to lose. Please be aware of the risks that surround gambling. Visit Be Gamble Aware to learn more about them. Last week was 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 mixed, George. I would err on the side of not great, but but okay. It was a bad week for naps, both Blackburn and Doncaster letting us down, respectively, with boring draws. Um, Snore draws. Yeah, exactly. Your Ipswich uh, pick against MK Dons was uh, didn't quite come in for you either, but you did put forward a Bristol City points buy, which made a, a good start, which has made a very good start overall. Um, you also backed overs in Wimbledon Accrington, uh, which came in, as did the unders at Luton. Wickham, uh, as mentioned, my nap Donny did not win. My Bristol City pick did win at seven to four, and I got the overs at Posh Swindon as well. So mixed bag, but poor naps. So something we need to rectify this week. I also backed Tony Craig, first goal scorer uh, for Crawley against South End. He got his head to two corners, two shots. No luck though. So we go again. Uh, we go again this week. George, what is your best bet across the whole EFL? And by the whole EFL, I mean the two leagues that are playing this weekend: League One and League Two. I'm revisiting a side that I actually in a couple of my bets today. I'm going back to last week, and this one it's the same down the same line. My, my nap is Morecambe to beat Oldham. Mm -hmm. um, they are. 
a big price to do so because Oldham are the favourites. They're twenty-one to ten, so just over two to one. It means also a buy. I'd be sorry, selling Oldham over on the supremacy at zero point one five. Mm-hmm. Um, annoyingly, last week Colchester couldn't get the job done against Oldham despite being comfortably the better sides in, in a game in which they were two 0 up and three two up. Conor McElhaney is basically Oldham at the moment, it feels like. He is um, their class act and their goal scorer, and he is the thorn in other teams' sides when it comes to them. But the fact remains, that was their first point of the season. They're in one point through four games, and they've looked very, very poor. Any kind of pre-season optimism I had about them um, has has gone very quickly. Um, Kewell isn't doing much to persuade me that he's necessarily right for this job. And as I say, except for McElhaney, the, the new signings that I was somewhat positive about haven't really stood up to it. They were they were comfortably the worst side. Maybe that will give them a lift that they got a point in that game. But they're playing against the Morecambe side, who only somebody who isn't paying attention would have Morecambe down as relegation fodder. If you look at the season point spreads up on Spreadex at the moment, Morecambe, who've already got nine points from their four games, a 59-61, sorry, so the, the midpoint is 60. Olden with one point of 50-52, so the midpoint's 51. So a nine-point gap between them. There's an eight-point gap between them at the moment, which, again, suggests they are of similar level. I completely refute that. I think that Morecambe are perennially the underdogs, perennially the favourites for relegation, but have proven pretty consistently this season that they are not going to be a walkover. That under Derek Adams, especially, the kind of age-old tradition of Morecambe being very hard to beat and punching above their weight is a fair one. And when you look at their squad, it it seems that seems right as well. I mean, you take out the five nil defeat against against um, against Cambridge, and you've got a uh, a one nil win against a much fancied Port Vale side. You've got a um, a two one win away at Southend where they absolutely battered them. This this fixture has already happened once this season in the Carabao, and Morecambe came out winners, albeit that was at home. Uh, and Adam Phillips, they've got one of the informed players in the league. He's already got three goals and an assist to his name in four starts. There's just a lot to like. Uh, and of course, Carlos Mendes Gomez, one of your favourite players um, in League Two as well. I mean, that, that, it, that, there's enough quality in this squad to justify them being a team who could really push up into mid-table. Um, I wouldn't put you off a Morecambe points spread by at 61. I'm going to talk about other points spreads later. That's not an official tip my PNL, but it's just it wouldn't be a bad way to go buying basically from this stage at um fifty two for the rest of the season. Um but it, it yeah it strikes me as a pretty strong one this Morecambe to beat uh Oldham away at twenty one to ten. Yeah I'm gonna stay in League Two. In fact I think I'm only residing in League Two. Just the one residence for me this week. Uh, and it's in our favourite fourth tier. My nap is Exeter to beat Southend, uh, really kicking Southend while they're down, I think it's fair to say this season. But uh, there's no room for sentiment, uh, no room for feeling bad when it comes to punting. And I'm very confident that Exeter will beat Southend this weekend. I'm going to be backing them at 1.8 with SpreadX. Uh, I'll also be buying their supremacy at 0.75 goals, and I'll be hoping for them to rack up the goals. Got a question for you, George. You always like a bit of back and forth on these, don't you? I, d- I do, mate. I do. George, when you've seen viral clips online involving Southend in the last year, let's say, what has been the general theme of those clips? Poor defending, Ali. Poor defending. 
is it poor defending? Is it sometimes poor possession play at the back between defenders, goalkeepers, etc.? A game against well, Oxford I, I, last season springs to mind. I feel like you're putting words in my mouth, but yes, that is also um, something that I see. I'm so glad that you've said that because this is quite exciting when it comes to this game. Southend have, have I quite like that they are pretty strict with this philosophy of playing passing football. It was in place already, and then Sol Campbell came in. He was very happy to continue in that vein, even though it did lead to them conceding quite a lot of goals when giving the ball away in their own third. Uh, and it's been carried on by Mark Mosley, Southend, George, which I think is pretty surprising for a team with their record this season of mm. one point from four games, have made the most passes in League Two. They want to pass and they will pass. Will they pass well? Not always. And that can be a problem for them. We saw it uh, against Harrogate on opening day. We saw it, I, I definitely remember notably against Oxford last season in League One. It's just something that happens with Southend. And maybe at some point they will develop into a really nice, fluid, short-passing team who can go from back to front. Uh, but at the moment, it's more like they just pass it around they don't really get anywhere near the opposition's final third. And sometimes they give the ball away in dangerous places when they should just clear the ball. Now, the reason that's interesting, well, the reason that's exciting for this bet, it would be exciting against any opposition, but especially against Exeter, who, as mentioned on the Monday pod, are the pressingest team in the league. They want an identity of high press, intense press, get right up in your face and make it very difficult for you to string together those sorts of long spells of possession in one's own half. Exeter are going to be bang at it. They've won two games in a row. Uh, we had them down as the team that had performed well through two games but hadn't won. They have subsequently won both games well and I think they're in very, very good nick. Uh, I think, again, we spoke on Monday about how there are quite a few teams in League Two that we're keeping an eye on, an interested eye on uh, through four games and not all of them um, who, who we thought would be good in pre-season. Um, their wingers, probably the standout players so far, Randall Williams, still there, still performing. Maisie run last week to win a penalty. But Joel Randall as well, he's come into the side and been a real breakout star and he looks to be the sort of player that you want if you're going to press high. Very mobile, um, great fitness and wins the ball high and then can do can do something with it. So... I like this extra side. I've been impressed with them. They've got the fourth best XG4 and the fifth best XG against. So while they may not be top of either, I would suggest that that mixture is quite impressive and quite potent. Forest Green and Newport are up there for both as well. And that's my doorbell. And we're back. That was a parcel for my neighbour. Quite tedious. Anyway, uh, impressed by Exeter. Not impressed by Southend. Think Exeter can cause Southend some problems. Bit out of breath after running down the stairs and up again. Back to you, George. I'm backing Exeter at 1.8. I'm buying their supremacy at 0.75. Well done. Uh, Plymouth against Burton for me is my next bet. Backing Plymouth at odds against 21 to 20. Was a little bit concerned. And also, of course, buying the supremacy at 0.45 Plymouth over Burton, which is a particular... Probably if I had to have one of the two bets, I'd probably choose the supremacy here because Burton often go for a Burton. They um, they are defensively just really, really poor, um, which might be a bit of a surprise when you consider their new rookie manager is Jake Buxton, a guy who is kind of known as a pretty solid, pretty um, 
agricultural centre-back, you'd, you'd have thought maybe his philosophy would be based upon keeping goals out. But let's have a look at their last few games in all competitions. In midweek, they conceded four goals against Cambridge. Last weekend, they conceded four goals against Portsmouth in the league. The weekend before that, they conceded four goals against Burton. Basically, sides who can score a few goals, let's say, seem to find it pretty easy to score against this Burton side. They're up against an Exeter team who, you know, we spoke to Ryan Lowe last week on the Totally Football League show, Extra Time, and he it was pretty clear from his words and from what he said that he felt Plymouth, Plymouth's kind of good start was the least of what they deserved. You could tell that he was under the, you know, he was feeling as if they their performances had basically put them in a position to get more than the five points they had got. They lost to Hull away from home on Saturday, the, the game after, which, given Hull's very strong start to the season, uh, is nothing to be embarrassed about. They outshot Hull as well, showing again that they are very capable at this level. Their home form last season was absolutely superb. And, and certainly, as we know with Ryan Lowe's side, when they get in their groove and they're playing against weak opposition, they can really start to put the pressure on and, and rack up a scoreline. So... Um, yeah, just a bit of a concern for Burton's defence here. I think Plymouth are the better size. Um, and for the supremacy market, it does feel like, again, if Burton are going to concede three or four here, which is eminently possible given their recent record, then um, this could prove to be pretty comfortable for, for Argyle. So Plymouth Argyle um, to win the game at 21-20 to 20 and buying their supremacy over Burton at 0.45. Come on, Argyle. Let's get it. Um, right, my next best is Forest Green at 11-10. to 10. Probably no surprise here, uh, given that I've touched on Forest Green a few times recently. Didn't back them last week. Uh, 27 shots to Walsall's two, drew 1-1. One, one. Probably one of my favourite stats of the season so far, that. Uh, the week before, did back them away at Salford at a, at a long price and was very let down by some poor finishing. Um, what we've noticed is they are taking a lot of shots, Forest Green, the most in the league by some distance. They are also taking a lot of bad shots. Uh, their XG per shot is right down towards the bottom of the division. That means they're taking a lot of pot shots, a lot of long shots, uh, and I'd like to see them show long them shots. a little more composure, and I'd like to see them finish a little the better. There. However, I do think it's a good side. I do think it's a side that could develop into a very good side and it's a side that I'm keeping a very close eye on in that regard. I want to back them to beat Scunthorpe this weekend. Scunny have been fairly poor, you have to say, this season. They have got very little going forward. Um, they've been really struggling to create chances and they have been leaning quite heavily on individuals uh, to get them up the pitch and to create chances. It's not a great way of being a, a robust team at any level. Uh, defensively they have been better they have been pretty good in fact uh, but I think that Forest Green can slightly overwhelm them here essentially I want Forest Green to play at the same level as they have done in their last two or three games and I don't think there's any reason why I shouldn't expect that and I'm essentially asking for some slightly better finishing and or a bit more luck uh, and I think they could have quite a big win here Scunthorpe are a good target for it um, you know, they have defended quite well. They haven't really offered much at all going forward. So uh, I think this could be the one where it clicks for Forest Green um, for the sake of this bet. I hope that it is. They're 11 to 10 to win this game. Uh, I'll be buying their supremacy at 0.4 as well. Uh, again, I do, I said on the Monday pod and I get bored of repeating myself, but at some point, 
they are going to get the rub of the green and some of those shots are going to take wicked deflections and go and go in. You know, they're going to have variants on their side and they're going to rack up a big win. So fingers crossed it's this weekend for Forest Green. 11 to 10, they are to beat Scunthorpe 0.4. I'll be buying their supremacy. George, what have you got for us next? Next up, it's a goals bet staying in League One. And I'm going to read out some numbers, Ali. You've got to try and tell me what they are. Oh, okay. Yes. You ready? Yes. Seven, four, six, two, four, five, four. Uh, I think that's the total number of goals in games between two teams that are also playing against each other this weekend. That is the total number of goals in competitive games that Swindon Town have featured in this season. Wow, that's a lot of goals. Which is high, yes. Um, last week, I tipped up overs in the Accrington AFC Wimbledon game. The fixed bet obviously copped. Um, and I thought we were sitting on a really nice little spread bet there when we'd already um, got over the the threshold uh, into profit at half time. But sadly, the second half was a nil-nil affair. And I backed the um, overs in the Swindon game against Peterborough. There you go. Um the goal line here, I mean, overs is, is four to five. The goal line is um, you're buying at 2.85 total goals. And I mean, it, it's pretty simple to see why. I mean, this Richie Wedden side um, quite clearly is going to be very attacking focused. And especially at home, they seem to have no trouble from uh, creating chances. All of the Smiths seem to be getting in in the act, uh, along with um, with. Uh, Jack Payne as well getting his first goal it's a very attacking focus it's a very young side which might explain why things aren't really going too well uh, defensively um, I still expect Brett Pittman to come good this season uh, Jai Simi he's yet to go on the score sheet as well they, they are a, a squad just kind of littered with potential goal scoring potential plus the the old statesman in Pittman um, with Wimbledon again under Glenn Hodges it feels like it's an attack first mentality they went 1-0 down last weekend before coming back to, to go 2-1 up um, and this is just another game where I, I don't feel like either team is going to be looking to to defend first. It's going to be a game played by both on the front foot, um, which should be recipe for goals. So, um, yeah, it's it's two teams who, who I reckon will see the most goals between them this season in the league playing against each other. And the goal line is, is not prohibitively high. George, I like it a lot. It, it, turns, out Thanks, that, it turns out that the threshold for a sore throat becoming next to impossible to deal with or talk with is two and a half podcasts in in one six hour spot because we're really struggling here but like a player who strains his hamstring isn't sure if there's much permanent damage but the managers made all three subs and they feel like they owe it to the fans to keep playing that's what i'm going to do but i'm going to do so uh quickly i'm backing over 2.5 goals in bolton grimsby at even money uh, George, the Spread X traders, I don't know how many of them you know, but I don't know if they hate goals, but they really don't fancy goals in League Two this weekend. The unders is shorter than the overs in all but one of the games in League Two this weekend. Mm. Now, I mean, I think that's unusual, but you might tell me otherwise. I, I'm, I'm not sure you've got slightly more experience when it comes to this sort of stuff. But I thought that was notable and surprising and also maybe not that exciting ahead of the weekend to be honest especially uh, as there's only two leagues for us to cover I hope there's many more goals in league two this weekend I think the one that I felt they had maybe got wrong was the Bolton Grimsby game Grimsby's entire squad was in self-isolation for 
at least 10 days, possibly two weeks. I couldn't quite work it out based on the news stories that I read. They've obviously missed their last two league games because of this. The whole training ground had to get shut down and the squad was in isolation until Wednesday. So they've been back in training yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. So they've done two days of training today, uh, another day of training tomorrow. Might probably actually travel to Bolton tomorrow. I don't know what their plans are. But what I'm saying to you is, I don't think the start of Grimsby's season has been ideal. Um, both off the field with this uh, virus outbreak, but also on the pitch where things were basically reflecting the off-the-pitch carnage, but very entertaining for the neutrals. Um, they'd started the season, Grimsby, being all over the place at the back, especially in that game against Salford. We certainly made the point that the scoreline flattered Salford, uh, winning 4-0 with three penalties. But three penalties and a red card doesn't speak to uh, particularly solid, well-structured defence at this stage. Uh, so Omen will be suspended for this one as well. They've got They've, they've had an 18-year-old called Idahen playing as centre-back. I don't know who will play in this game because it's obviously been a few weeks. Some players may have come back from injury. But my point is that they are, well, so far have been all over the place at the back and they haven't been able to train for two weeks to rectify that. But they are quite lively going forward. They have been lively going forward. Uh, they've got a, a Loney on loan from uh, Bristol. They've got a Loney on loan. They've got a Loney on loan. I know. Blimey. Not many teams can say that, can they? Um, right. They've got a Loney on loan from the loan club, Bristol City, the parent club, Bristol City, called Edwards. And he looks very lively indeed. He's the sort of player that you want playing for your team uh, who can beat a man. He's got great pace. Um, they, they deserve to score at least one or two against Salford. Uh, they had plenty of good chances. So I'm just hoping that they are what we thought they were going to be pre-season when we named them best on quest in League Two. Uh, <laughs> horrendous at the back. Very exciting going forward. Great team for the neutral. As for Bolton, better signs last week against Harrogate. Obviously, they won their game, but not just winning the game. They actually managed to create a chance, a good chance for Owen Doyle. And shock horror, he put it away. Um, they also got a goal from Delfonso. You know, psychological weight off the shoulders. Uh, having got that first win, Ian Ebert can can sleep a little easier and hopefully that can just give them, well, that can just settle them down a little bit and they can keep working towards becoming a good team, which we think they can be at this level. We just weren't sure if it was going to be immediate. Um, I've also seen enough dodgy defending from them so far to think that they can be got at. So that's basically the same for both sides here, better at attacking than defending. So I'm going over 2.5 goals in Bolton Grimsby at even money. I'll be buying the total goals at 2.6 as well and hoping that Grimsby are best on quest again this weekend. Any more for any more? Yeah, I've just got a few plays for people just before we, we say farewell to SpreadX for the time being. these um, Anybody that didn't listen to our, our opening weekend podcast where we spoke about the individual team points for the season, it is a cracking market because it gives you a means of, of getting with and getting against teams that you like over the course of the season. And there's a few in League One that I think are representing value at the moment. Uh, I think Ipswich at 74.5, 76.5 is a sell. Um, they're on 10 points at the moment, so you're basically selling at 64.5 for the rest of the season. And I think that their performance away at MK Dons was um, just very troubling. And it was so reminiscent of last season. And it just kind of showed me that there are going to be... you know it's so unlikely for Ipswich to be one of the top sides in this league if they are going to throw in just ricket performances where they are creating absolutely nothing and are so sterile in possession and just not getting 
the sum of their talent working together. You know, you, you, you talk about following managers rather than following clubs. And Lambert showed last season that under his stewardship, there's too much to doubt. There's, there's, there's too much caution um, to be effective. So uh, I think there's, there's you know, they, they're currently got the third highest point spread. I do not think that Ipswich are going to be a side that come third this season. 74.5 would have them around kind of that area. Um, and I'm happy to short it. Uh, and then two kind of towards the bottom ends, um, two buys. I think Crew at 57.5 is a buy. Um, I don't know if, I've, if I actually tipped that up at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. I've had the bet myself. I haven't. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the spread hasn't really moved and, un- and understandably so given they're three points from three with the game called off last weekend. But um, basically, they just look quite unlucky in the first few games of the season. Um, they've played pretty well. They've We're now a lot closer to knowing they're going to keep all of their star players um, than we were back in uh, in September, the beginning of September. Um, and they're one of the sides, when you look at that kind of bottom, the, the cluster around them, you know, they're, they're wedged in between Wigan, Burton, Shrewsbury, Bristol Rovers, AFC Wimbledon, a, a, a couple of good performances and results. And, you know, last season, they were basically on a par with Plymouth and Swindon. Plymouth and Swindon's point spreads are both around about 60-62, so five points higher than, than Cruz. And I'd have them probably alongside and the last one, which you might be surprised about, Ali, is a buy of Rochdale points at 48. I am you surprised. Could, Seems well, reactive to that win against Fleetwood on the feasibly, weekend. Feasibly, you could win money on this bet and still see Rochdale relegated. Because, you know, last time you had a full season, 50 points got you relegated from League One. Um, and it, it might be slightly reactive, but I, I think they'd kind of been knocking on the door of, of a good result previously. You know, they, they held Pompey at home in a game where, understandably, you know, they, they rode their luck. They were not appalling against um, Ipswich in any sense in the 2-0 defeat. They matched Ipswich in terms of shots. Um, it, on another day, it's one of those that easily could have could have gone their way. They were very, very good value for their win against Fleetwood. Um, and, you know, the, the, the line hasn't really changed. Mm. They see, still seem to be seen by bookies and by people as, as the weakest team in this division. I don't think the evidence has necessarily shown that. And I think in Brian Barry Murphy, we have a manager who is maybe adapting a little bit. The possession stats aren't quite so high. I think maybe that the manner in which they conceded the goals against Swindon on opening day might have actually alerted him to the fact that he he has to be a little bit more savvy with this. Um, And so, yeah, 48, it just feels like a little bit of a bet to to nothing. I I don't think... If you think that's that's only six points higher than than Southend, in mm. League Two, who are on who are on one point, so effectively they've got them in for only three points more. I I, I think that is incorrect. You think that's incorrect? I got a bit distracted while you were talking because you said the bookies have, have got them priced up like a relegation side, and a phrase popped into my head: relegation fodder. And then I was thinking, you don't hear the word fodder very often elsewhere, do you? Just basically relegation fodder. For somebody who's struggling to speak, you're currently coming out with some absolute nonsense. I think you should save your voice. But no, you don't. You don't. Okay, let me tell you about the fact that I'm going to uh, finish our period being sponsored by SpreadX. Make the most of that by buying Cheltenham points, 75.5. Spoke at length on the Monday pod about how we've seen three games from them this season. They've controlled all three of them, or at the very least they have 
had the greater chances in all three of them and they got sucker punched by Morecambe on opening day. They've since won two games to nil very comfortably and Michael Duff is not happy with it. He wants even more. I would suggest that they are better at managing games than any team at this level. doesn't necessarily mean I think they're the best team in the league but I think the, the mixture that they have of solid defence, good tactics, good manager and just a really good personality of squad means that I think they're the sort of team who, if you said to me, you have to pick in League 2 to hold on to a 1-0 lead from the 10th minute or you die, I'd pick Mike Duff's Cheltenham. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, I'm backing them to beat Crawley this weekend for sure. 1.75, not the most exciting price, um, but I think it's a solid bet still. But yeah, I'm buying their points at 75.5. Uh, a few numbers to listen out for here. They've got six uh, at the moment. So in order to get over 75.5, in order to start making money, uh, they'd need 70 more points in their 43 games remaining. That is 1.63 points per game. Last season, this side got 1.78 points per game. Uh, If they were just the same as last season, that would see them get another 77 points from here and get to 83, which would be seven and a half points over the current line um but yeah of, i i have a feeling this might be a slightly weaker renewal uh of league two this season um i don't I, i'd be lying if i said i could off the top of my head fully justify that but so far compared to last season's good teams the top three anyway i'm not sure we've got teams of that quality it might be that the general strength of teams in the league and the depth of good teams is a little bit better but we'll see i, I just think of all the teams that I've mentioned as liking so far, Uh, aside from Salford, uh, Newport, whose points we've already bought, Exeter, who I mentioned earlier, Forest Green, Port Vale, who I've spoken about a lot. I think I just trust Cheltenham the most. I trust them to be the sturdiest, probably the most consistent over the course of a season and probably with Duff in charge, the least likely to nosedive or to go off the rails. So if you look back at at completed League Two seasons, so not last season, but the, the eight or nine before that, 75, 76 points is normally good enough for fourth at the highest, but quite often for fifth or even the sixth place team. Um, and I think Cheltenham could will will be a top seven team. I think they could easily be a top three team as well. So if they are as sturdy and resilient as I think, then good. Uh, and we'll be in good nick. So I'll be buying Cheltenham here. Last but not least, uh, I've got two words for you. Friday night. I've got two more words for you. Sky Sports. I've got three words for you. Jordi Device, the Hull City centre-back, 50-1 to to score first in that game between Fleetwood and Hull. Uh, This is a a, a stats play. Device uh, has had the second most shots in League One from central defenders. You've got Man Mountain Sean Raggett at the top, who's had six chances or six shots in four games. Raggett is normally priced up at about 16-1 to because the bookies understand his height is such a threat from set-pieces. Uh, and Device is the second. He's had five shots, all of them inside the box. One of them inside the six-yard box hasn't scored yet. But I think uh, in what I think will be quite a tight game, as all of Hull's games have been so far, um, Device could be on the end of another set piece. He's clearly the main target. And 50-1 to one seems very tasty indeed. So that's what I'm going for. Have you got anything else to add on this week's betting show? If not, please sum up your bets for me. Just that I think you're a great man. <laughs> uh, Do you really? I- yeah, I think you're right. I'm a bit worried about your throat, given that we're meant to be meeting for a beer in about an hour and ten minutes. Um, I 
can't remember what I've done, to be honest. I have. Well, why don't um, I tell nap, you my, my nap? No, I've no. got it. I've got it. I've okay. got it. I've got it. I'll just get right. emotional. Um, my nap is Morecambe to beat Oldham. Uh, next best is Plymouth to beat Burton. I'm going over goals in Swindon against ASC Wimbledon. I am. I mean, I've done loads of points. I don't really know where to get started there. Buying Rochdale, selling Ipswich, buying Crew. There you go. Buying me a beer in an hour and a half. Um, okay, well, I'm backing Exeter as my nap at 1.5 against Southend. Forest Green is my next best, 11 to 10 against Scunthorpe. Uh, I'm going overs uh, in goals between Bolton and Grimsby at even money. Um, I'm buying Cheltenham points at 75.5. And I'm backing, who did I say? Yes, Yordi Device, 50 to 1, Hull City, bit of Friday night action there. Uh, make sure you're watching that game, should be a cracker. If you go to spreadex.com forward slash NTT20 and sign up to a, a new account, well, the offer is if you place three supremacy or total goal spread bets, you get a fourth bet for free. So if you join and place three supremacy or total goals football spread bets, you get a fourth supremacy or total goals football spread bet for free. The free bet stake is uh, whatever the lowest of your qualifying bets up to £25 was. Terms and conditions apply. You can find those on the website. Uh, again, we ask that everyone having a bet this weekend be gamble aware. Do not bet more than you can afford to lose. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you very much. As always, it's been a, a joy and a pleasure to bring you our betting show ahead of the EFL slate of fixtures. Two-thirds of the leagues are in action, and it's time for me to stop talking. But, George, I think you're a good guy as well. Thank you for being on the pod with me, and I'll see you very shortly. <laughs>